Welcome to the Mass Starter Podcast. Um, so today's podcast is slightly different and it's just a um, feeler for something very, very interesting and important. Um, so um, this is going to be very different in that it's a telephonic interview, which is something we've never, ever done, but it's going to be very interesting to test out. Um, hi, Dumi. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you, man? Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm very well. Um, I just want to learn a lot more about your business. Just uh, tell me about what you do and, and why you do it. Um, so I, I founded a business um, about five years ago. Um, in fact, you know, before I, I got into this business, um, I come from a financial background. So I studied finance. Um, I was, you know, in banking and finance before, but I've always had a passion for fitness and wellness, especially in South Africa. Um, and I, I think I saw a gap um, in the fitness industry as a business, and, and I wanted to be uh, an entrepreneur in that space. So um, essentially what what my company does in Zena Fitness, um, we are a facilities management and gym operations company. Uh, we focus on building uh, health clubs. So what you see at Virgin Active uh, is we build health clubs inside companies, corporates. Um, I mean, to name some of my clients, uh, you know, we Discovery Health, APSA, Anglo-American, BMW, Liberty Life, um, Hollard, Alexander Falls. Uh, we actually currently um, manage or have 15 clubs across the country. Uh, employing close to 100 employees. That's incredible. Uh, and it's been, yes. And it's been, yeah, you know, it's been quite an interesting journey. And like any other business, you know, uh, in the fitness business, the very capital intensive business. So I had to raise capital initially. Uh, and I was fortunate enough to be able to, you know, my first seed funding, I raised 5 million in the first year um, to start the business. And, and from there, yeah, we've gone, you know, to a, a growth business. Um, like I said, just close to 100 people and, and running 15 clubs across the country. Um, so yeah, we, we designed, we set up the space, we kit it out, we operate it, and we have a full management team uh, that actually operates uh, like any other health club. But it's different, you know, the only difference is that our, our customers actually the corporate. That's incredible. I think um, that's definitely something that was. Um, I, I don't think I've seen anyone doing that. Um, what do you think it was that the motivation, or just like, what was special that you saw in sort of corporate culture that you felt needed this, and also what was the experience like being a small business and going into corporates to sort of um, get these things set up? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think like any other thing, um, you obviously, I think my first experience is that I won once from corporate. So when I first experienced, you know, um, like a small gym where I used to work, I understood the convenience that it created um, and also just how, you know, feeling well, productive. And, and I thought that, you know, at forward thinking companies are actually going to start to understand that they need to invest in their employees. Um, you know, having healthy employees um, improves productivity. It leads to increase, you know, uh, bottom line, and uh, it's actually a return on investment. And so, sometimes, you know, um, you can sell something that people don't necessarily know that they need until you make them understand that they need it. And I think 
you know, companies like Discovery um, understanding the need to invest uh, in employees. Um, so we came in and said that we are the people that can actually create the ecosystem that supports the company's wellness strategy in making sure that uh, employees are healthy, engaged, um, and they live longer. And exercise is the cheapest form. I mean, you know, through exercise, you can reduce a lot of risk factors uh, like high blood pressure, diabetes, and one of the highest stress or sort of need in in, um, in uh, risk uh, or lifestyle diseases is, is stress, especially in the workplace. And there's nothing better than, you know, having an exercise program to help you manage the stress. So, you know, that's that's when companies are getting on board and, and they want to invest in the employees. And so we, we became the, the go-to, you know, company to, to start doing that. That's amazing. Um, what would you say, like, has been one of your biggest challenges in really building this out, um, especially nationwide? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, entrepreneurship, you know, it's got it's ups and downs. I think one of the first challenges was coming into the, in the space. Um, I obviously don't come from a fitness background um, and speaking to these big corporates. You know, they want you to, you know, they want a hypothesis on, on to, to show that you can create a sustainable business. And so and I think once you get your first client, then it becomes the second. Um, you know, even in the, in the beginning, raising money was, it became a little challenging. Like I said, it's capital intensive. You know, after two years, you know, the five million, I had to raise more money. Um, and in the last five years, I've, I've raised, you know, over 50 million in, in uh, uh, capital investment. Uh, to obviously fund uh, the growth of the business, so it came with challenges. Where you know, if you do not, don't have a track record, you, you almost have to be smart um, in creating, a, you know, um, a means where you know funders could could have could trust you that you will be able to repay uh, the debt. And and so it, it wasn't easy. Uh, but I suppose as you go, you get better and better, and you start you know just becoming great at what you do. That's amazing, man. I think 50 million for anyone would be incredible to raise. And I think just doing it in the sort of field that you're doing it in, like, that's incredible. Um, what would you say yeah. is, like, um, a good, you know, piece of advice for someone that's trying to raise money, um, especially without the track work, record, um, without the experience? Um, what would you say is, like, the best advice for that? You know, I think the, the the one advice was something that I normally, you know, hear or get is that sometimes uh, in entrepreneurs tend to look for the wrong type of funding. Um, you need to find an institution that sort of is aligned to the stage of your business. As an example, um, if you're a startup, you know, you can't go, well, I can't say you can't go, but it's not in the best interest for you to go to a retail bank and try and get, you know, to raise capital because the retail banks um, uh, or commercial banks look for established business that have a track record of three years, you know, with quite a solid balance sheet and cash flow. Um, and so that's usually where the frustration is, is that uh, you need to find the right match, you need to find an institution that speaks to, to the kind of funding that you require. So, you know, early start startup funding, seed funding, um, and, and so there's some, you know, government funding which uh, one can obtain, which is what I did because, you know, that's 
basically taxpayers' money, um, and that portion of, of, uh, of budget or investment is allocated to young black businesses. And so for me, that was the right match because they were willing to, to take the risk. Um, and sometimes um, you have to be willing to give up some equity in your business. I think one of the things, um, you know, it's a very debatable thing that, you know, should I keep my 400% or should I give up some equity to, to have someone take a risk on me? And those are the decisions that you have to make. Say, where am I in the stage of my business? And what kind of risk is the investor willing to take? And that, and that right matching would then speak to the right type of funding. Um, and that's where the critical part is. And, um, you know, also in the first stage of your startup as a business, you need to understand that investors don't just invest in the business or the, your idea, but they invest in the person. Um, and, and, you know, they invest in the person and, and to see if you have the passion, the drive to do it, because that's where they back in the jockey. That's the risk that they take. Um, and so having a credible team, even though you guys don't have experience or, uh, or you don't have a track record of what you've done, but um, having a credible team might be in your favor to get the funding because and they know that the money is in good hands. And so those are some of the sort of variables you need to look at in, in, in raising funds. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say it's easy, but having the right match of the right investor probably makes it a lot easier because you'll find yourself frustrated as to you know, why banks aren't giving you money because banks won't give money to, to companies that don't have any collateral or any track record. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, I, I mean... Uh, You've been recognized as, you know, whether it's the Mail and Guardian, um, 200 um, South Africans under 35, um, but you've also won the Entrepreneur of the Year Award. Um, what did it mean yeah. to you to win that award? I mean, I'm listening to the business that you've built, and it's incredible what, you, what you've achieved, but what did it mean to you yeah. to win that? Oh, man, that was, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't even think I was going to win, so I think I was really shocked that I, they called my name then. You know, there were like a lot of great uh, businesses and people doing really great things. And uh, it was definitely a life-changing moment. Um, you know, it, it's very tough running a business. Um, and so those moments are a reflection that, you know, you are doing something, you are on the right track and you are being recognized. And the Entrepreneur of the Year Award is, is such a, you know, prestigious award. It, it's a, it really did create a, a good brand behind me that, you know, I, I had that type of institution backing up. Um, um, and even through the sort of vetting process, I mean, there was a thorough process, you know, vetting companies to see that you are credible to, to be the winner. Um, and, you know, next year I'm coming for, for the medium size uh, award, so I'm taking that in 2020. <laughs> uh, so I was, yeah, so, you know, but, but I even that on its own, it's just, you know, thinking that I want to enter next year for the medium-sized business was inspirational because seeing, you know, really great businesses. So it was really life-changing. And I would really recommend, you know, um, you know entrepreneurs out there that are building great businesses to, to come out and, and tell their stories. Um, you know, they, I got great PR um, from, from them. And uh, obviously great PR translated to more sales and, and people interested to hear my story to hear the business and, and so yeah it, it was it was fantastic um i think that was like what's going to be my next question was like why you applied but i think you've really answered that really well um so i think i, I try to end these 
podcast um, in similar ways. And the one thing I wanted to ask is like, um, what's one piece of advice um, about entrepreneurship that you would give someone that wanted to be an entrepreneur? Um, I think the first one is um, is that you know having a great idea is 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 good, but it's it's not critical. Uh, what's critical is having the ability to execute the idea, um, and so that is what an investor looks for: um, is the execution more than the idea. And the second one is. Whenever you come, you know, people come with a concept of business uh, or an idea that they think could work, um, you know, you, you have to sort of um, test the, the, the hypothesis um, enough for you to, you know, recognize that this, there is something out there that people are willing to buy. Because without customers, you have no business. And so, you know, I think don't go out there, build a business, but you don't know if you have customers. Rather find out if you have customers before and then build a business. Absolutely. Thank you so much, man. Um, I definitely think we're going to need to do this again. A very full version. Yeah, I, mean, I would have loved to. I'm really sorry. No worries. I want you to have catch my flu. <laughs> <laughs> I hope your flu gets better and we can try this again. No, no, I will. I will. You know, as entrepreneurs, you have to be back on, 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 the, on, the, on the field soon. So I just, yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a good one. You too, sir. Cheers. Cheers. So this was um, a special edition of the podcast, mainly to raise awareness um, about a really incredible entrepreneur, um, first off, and then also to... um, show entrepreneurs the value of telling your story but also being recognized for the work that you're doing so if you do have an incredible business and you are an incredible founder it would be amazing to um, have you enter these awards so just go on to eoy.co.za so that's eoy.co.za in order to enter the entrepreneur of the year awards which do you have a very close by um closing date which is the 31st of may and it would be incredible if you can share this with people that really, really have amazing businesses that can enter these awards and possibly um, get the rewards that they need, get the recognition that they need. So let's share this. Let's really help a lot of people get the sort of recognition that they need and get in front of the people that really, really matter. And it can really, really amplify the work that they're doing and, and really help the businesses that they're building as well. Thank you so much for listening.